Cougar, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done with 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I've seen in our employees an uh, increase in knowledge and skills that they'll take within their whole career. Well, the Income to Order Training Program is a player-led. They select the training. They select the employees they want to be trained. Uh, when they've gone through the program, their skill sets improve, their confidence in their ability to do their job, and the opportunities then to advance in, in the company. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Hour three of the Sports Hangover. Coming up at 2.15, Marlon favorite 2.30, Christian Clark. We'll talk about his article over the weekend about the Zion extension. July 1st is the magic date for when that happens. Also... Uh, we've been playing some sound from over the weekend. Saints rookie minicamp. We'll hear from Chris Alave, the team's first round draft pick here. Also from Jarvis Landry. Announced on Friday he was signing with the Saints. Spoke yesterday. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically hearing things like this got me thinking the Saints can compete in the NFC. I legitimately feel that. I mean, you know, we all have different types of skill sets. You know, um, me and Mike more similar. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, we we all are, are a problem. You know, we all pose type of threat. You know, and uh, especially here in this offense where you know things are interchangeable, um, personnel's different types of personnel's um, different weapons. You can't ever leave out AK and the things that he does for the running game, um, and then obviously getting Jameis back healthy um, and, and under center is going to be important. I think one of the things that um, you can hear when Landry was speaking yesterday was it it was a very measured decision as to why come here and it's a one-year deal you wrap a report reporting it on it being a one-year deal three million dollars up to three more in incentives so it could be worth up to six million Landry on the one-year deal yeah um well, I don't really necessarily believe in pressure you know um I think I think this is a great opportunity um for me to get back playing great football um you know, for for an amazing organization, um, and who knows? Maybe this or here in New Orleans. So that's what I'm looking for forward to, and that's what I'm counting on. Landry on the decision to take less money, but play in a place that maybe is best for where he wants right now. Yeah, I think there were some opportunities out there, um, but. You know, as we continue the game plan on, you know, what I really wanted, you know, and what I wanted to achieve and accomplish, you know, that quickly got narrowed down to a few teams, you know, and once it played out and got to where it was after the draft, the situation about money, it was more about, like you said, it's about fit. It was about location. Um, and those became the priorities for me and my camp and making a decision to be a New Orleans Saint. And as you heard from Tyron Matthew, when he spoke about the decision of becoming a New Orleans Saint, being able to come home was important to him. Here's Landry. Um, it's a special time. It's a special time. As a, as a kid growing up, um, being from Louisiana, you always want to play for your hometown team. So it's a blessing to be here um, and to have this opportunity. I think the other thing that you also hear here, Jordan, one thing that is going to be a, a, a theme, I think, especially when you hear from Dennis Allen, there's a mindset on what kind of players they want here, and I think it's one of the reasons you decided to probably go in that direction, didn't start fresh, because it's something that Sean valued, and it's 
leadership. And it's guys that are good football players, but good people and, and guys that are team guys, things of that nature. Landry thinks he can definitely bring some of that leadership to, uh, I, I, it really is a young receiving core as well with, with the other guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of who I am. Like I said, that's like, that's my identity. That's who I am. You know, my character, um, my personality, you know, not only shows on the field, but it shows in the community as well, you know, and, um, that I'm a big leader by example type of guy. Um, and when I need to speak up, I speak up. But for the most part, you know, you know, again, I always go back to DA and, um, my conversation with Mickey has been about just coming in and being who I've always been, you know, and letting the rest play out. So, you know, that's kind of what I've been tasked to do, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing. So that was the massive news on Friday and over the weekend. Of course, Saints fans excited about that. Finally, another LSU Tiger. They got the Honey Badger. They got Landry here as well. And then yesterday, news of Drew Brees and NBC breaking up hit. And then, of course, he tweets that, uh, you know, I haven't decided just yet. I could be coming back, and that has now fueled everybody. It's all over He's national coming media. back this morning. <laughs> they literally talked about this for segments. Like, I, Dennis Allen this morning at the Saints Hall of Fame Charity Golf Tournament said that he 100% thinks Drew Brees made that tweet and post in jest. Does not think that Drew is planning on coming back to the NFL, but it didn't stop ESPN's Dan Graziano from, uh, realistically looking whether or not Brees is playing I don't think it's realistic I mean this is a guy he's 43 didn't play last year last time we saw him play wasn't particularly good uh, and he just had surgery on his left shoulder like a month ago or sometime within the last month I, I, I think it's far-fetched I think the pickleball thing is more realistic honestly for Drew Brees at this point in his career and you know this is something that obviously made waves last night but even just a, a, a quick text or call here and there it, it, I didn't find anybody who thought him playing football again this fall uh, was a legitimate possibility. To Dan's point, if y'all remember when he spoke to the LSU baseball team, remember? He got surgery. That's why he was here. He got surgery in Baton Rouge on his shoulder. You saw him in his sling uh, getting his shoulder fixed there. So, yeah, no, I... Stop it, Dan Orlovsky. I think it's unlikely Drew plays football again. <laughs> we saw the final two seasons and really the lack of arm strength. And I know the conventional thought may be, well, his arm rested this past year, <laughs> but he also didn't train to keep the body as good as it could and the arm strength as good as it could. Or I'm assuming he did not do that while getting into TV. So I think it's unlikely that he comes back in as a player and, and tries to get one more season in. Yeah, exactly. It, it's... It's not happening. Drew and I can go tear it up in Vegas and play professional cornhole. Is that what y'all going to do? I'd love to do that. Team let's bring the sport. <laughs> let's 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 bring the viewership up. Yeah. It's like how Chris Paul did the that bowling. He did the the bowling it's tournament true. a few years true. back. Well, I mean, you, you are a college graduate now. You're you're out of school. I you, can do whatever I want. You have a lot of time. <laughs> I'm a man. You are you're a man now. Um, Chris Olave. He's a man. Did you see all the uh, – they, they see you in the graph. Y'all, y'all like to make fun of me when I'm like, I, I need a video. I need a photo. I need to see see lab work. You know, we saw last week Michael Thomas running. It was for like three-tenths of a second. But we, we saw, saw him, him running. running. Saw him running. Oh, my god! Seeing him run is better than not, isn't it? Seeing him run is not, huh? In the ter- look, isn't it better? In, in the terms isn't it better? of Zion Williamson. yeah. yeah. Yes, I think that was very important. I think everyone needed oh, to see video. See? In certain situations yeah. and circumstances, I think it's definitely important to show video of yeah. your progression. We just had a caller in Jack say, well, what kind of Michael Thomas are we getting back? Well, you know what? Well, if you don't have On him. On Friday, I saw him running. Well, guess what? And he didn't look like he was 350. He looked like he's in shape. And last I checked, Michael Thomas doesn't have any trouble staying in shape. He's a hard worker listening to Chris Olave and everybody else this week and say, He's watched him train. He sees how hard and how serious he takes things. He's ready. This is why. This is why you need video. This is why you need photos. Because we saw Chris Olave. I think it'd be a no different defenders. story if they didn't have this, the wide receivers that they do right now. Was Olave against the defender? Was he in shorts with no shoulder pads? He absolutely was. But he looked fantastic catching the football, didn't he? Didn't he? Makes you excited. Here's a, here's it's basically like me. In you going to the front yard, we're going to grab uh, that football uh, that's above your head. Uh, you throw me a pass and look, look, 
I'm telling you, here's a here's, here's a lobby. No, it's been good, man. I was just getting used to the weather, uh, getting used to the heat, and uh, being in a new atmosphere, being in a new environment. Uh, I feel like uh, it's gonna be good for me, and I can't wait to get better. Yeah. Alave on uh, the information that's being handed to him. That was good. Uh, as, as the playbook goes, I feel like I'm good uh, with the playbook. Uh, I feel like that comes to me easy. And uh, once I get it on the field and go get it through walkthroughs, I feel like I'm good. So, uh, Did you hear that? Or he knows the playbook. That's what I heard. I heard pick a play, coach. I'm ready. That's what I heard. Put me on the field. That's what I heard. Whatever you want, Pete. Pick a pay, Pick a play, Pete. What you want. Dial it up. <laughs> Two practices ready to go. I love that's, Chris Olave. That's what I'm just saying. That's what I just heard. Two practices. I'm ready to go. You know who else was ready to go immediately? Michael Thomas. Sound like Drew Brees was Back, ready to remember? go. No, Drew Brees, stop it. And I did see a lot of people put well, can he come back and be the quarterback's coach? Can he come back and be a coach? Oh, Why? Jason Bates. Um, by the way. One of the things he's learned from Michael Thomas is uh, he does not like dropping. What, what, what was one of the problems last year with the Saints flag football receiving core? Drop passes. Yeah. What 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 is the number one job requirement of a NFL a, receiver? Catch a football. To catch a football. <sighs> yeah, the, I mean, I, I, we haven't been able to go out there in a while. Yeah. During the summer, but. What are you supposed to do again? What was the what, the football? What's the name of the position? It's wide receiver. <laughs> receiver to receive the football, <laughs> when, just, especially I, when you're yeah. wide open to receive. Again, four quarterbacks, games where Ian Book played, a starting right tackle was, where the guy showed up on game day to get fitted for equipment, and this team won nine games last year. Nine. <laughs> what was it? Fifty-three, fifty-eight different starters in NFL record. Like that's. Think about that. They won nine, nine games. Chris Olave. Uh, it's just that's, that's something I take pride in. As a receiver, you don't want to drop the ball at all, and uh, I carry myself in that. I don't want to drop any passes. If I drop a pass, uh, that's gonna haunt me the whole day, and even into the next day. So that's what I pride myself in. I don't want to put nothing on the ground, and that's that's how you build a quarterback's trust. That's right. So I love it. Drops of football is gonna haunt him. Haunt him the entire day and the next day. Yeah, it's like you throw me that football, I drop it. That's haunting me. That's completely different as opposed to watching games last year when a receiver actually caught the ball. You went, wow, look at that. I actually caught it. Do you realize how bad that receiving core was last year? What do you mean or last play? year? Like this past season. Like Just this past season? I'm just saying this past season. I feel like, like the past Marlboro three years it's been money. wide receiver. Ralph Marlboro. You remember? He'd come on on Wednesdays. Drinking game and celebrate a first down and field goals. Nine games they won. No, oh, they finally got a they touchdown. Won nine games with that team. I mean, that offense is night and days. Is going to be this year. You know that, right? Like I'm telling you, come on board. I, I am on board, but the thing that concerns well, me what is you, what are you last year? About? What are you? You weren't about? on board, and be, it was a be, and it was it was they didn't have it was a surprise. Talent, this year, you're on board, so I'm kind of scared talent. that it's going to do the opposite. They didn't have the talent. No, I think they went eleven. Nothing to be I think on they board went ten, eleven games. I might be pushing to twelve. Twelve by the end of the summer. Hey, ten, eleven games. Maybe. I'm, I'm at absolutely they're ten, eleven. I absolutely think they're going to win. I think they get a tie this year. They, oh, come on. In London. A tie? In London. <sighs> I don't know if I open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Do it. The official sports betting partner of the NBA, if you can bet on a tie. Bet on a tie. You, you get, probably you get a lot of money right now. Can you bet on a Just tie? put $10 down. It won't be a tie in the NBA playoffs, though. No, not NBA. Well. NFL. I don't know. I think you, Can you do, like, months out? I mean, the, the schedule oh, was yeah. released. No, you can you can absolutely bet on the NFL. Yeah, yeah. so if you can bet on the games, go do the, it. The Saints is eight uh, eight to win the division. Do, the Bucks are still. Can you favorite. do individual games right now? You can, uh, I don't know if you can do individual games. I didn't look, but yeah, you can do like games and all that stuff. I oh, looked yeah. that up over the weekend. Um, but DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now we go into the conference finals, and as you know, if you're a new customer. 
Five bucks. That's all you have to bet. That's the minimum on any of the four teams still remaining. Celtics Heat, Mavs, and Warriors. If you bet on that team to win in that game, boom, you're going to get a little extra reward, $150 in free bets just by doing that as well. Keep telling you the same game. Parlays are fun. You can combine multiple bets, like how many points this player will have, how many rebounds they will have. You can do it as a team, how many team rebounds or points or threes um, they're going to hit. I, there's even a parlay like, well, I guess if you would have picked Devin Booker hits 1-3, you'd have, you'd have lost that leg because he went 0 for 8 combined in game 6 and 7 from downtown. But that's that's one of the legs. And if you miss on one of those, you will get hooked back up. They'll up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit if you bet at least three legs or more in a same-game parlay. If you're a new customer, use the promo code LaRose, and then you can get that $5 minimum bet and then get $150 in free bets if you do that. If you're an existing customer, you can still get hooked up, as we said, with the same-game parlays as well. Well, quick break. We come back. We'll get Marlon Favorites take on the Saints getting another LSU Tiger. And is he... um as convinced as I am that they're just as good as any team right now in the NFC. I legitimately feel that way. This is Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like someone. South of the equator, navigator, gotta hit the road. Gotta hit the road. Deep sea diving round the clock, bikini bottoms, lager tops. I could get yesterday. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. How do you make the most of your land? If you ask the Wrens, who run with us on a John Deere mower, they tell you... I mow first, then I do all the trimming. But the Hubbards, who work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, would say... If it's something you want, just go after it and try it. Then there's the Mosers, who may mention from the seat of their John Deere Gator UTV... You can't be all working up, play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Mr. Marlon Favorite can be followed over on Twitter at BigFave504. As always, we enjoy our conversations on Monday and Friday. Marlon, how are you today, sir? Oh, you got me jamming. I like it, baby. It's all good, Gus. I'm excited. About to head to Dillardell's graduation and watch my youngin' Kittrell Moulette walk across the stage. And Wait, what? Graduates graduate. Yeah, Dillardell's graduation is today. Oh, so I'm about God. to head over there now, man, and watch one down and two more to go. Everyone's graduating. Yeah, Jordan graduated Saturday, bro. Congratulations, Jordan. Jordan, the- that's your new name, Jordan. That's my new name, my name. My new name is my name. I love it, Marlon. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's Jordan the graduate now instead of Jordan the intern. So he's Jordan the graduate. By the way, he needs a job. So 
Um, he's, he's, he's got different options, right? I mean, uh, give me Marlon's assistant. You know, we're going to interview you to see if you stick around here. You know, we're going to do an open on air interview, Marlon. Everyone's going to get to ask on him air. a question. I like it. I like it. It's like a, like a local job interview. Like all the locals get to ask Jordan all the questions. I like right. it. Jordan the grad. Can be like about it. anything. I, 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 yeah, I really can be do. about anything. You know, if you could be an animal, which animal would it be? I like it. Next question. Yeah. So you you gonna go Sean Payton? Next question. Next question. <laughs> if it could be a bird, which one would it be? Hmm. Yeah. Definitely not a falcon. Not a falcon. Oh, that's a good answer. See, that's a good answer, Marlon. <laughs> Telly, I think he's gonna do real well in this interview. We're not fun. We'll do that. We'll pick a day, and uh, we'll, we'll have uh, the interview on the air. But Marlon, look, um, there was a time where Saints fans were convinced that Sean Payton hates the LSU Fighting Tigers, your school, and. In a period of about a week and a half, the Honey Badger signing becomes official, and now Jarvis Landry is officially a New Orleans Saint. But two players that obviously played up the road in Baton Rouge, but also local representatives here of this community here as well, man. How big is it to have not only guys that played on campus up in Baton Rouge, but also that played prep football here, man, be in the NFL and be playing in the Dome? That's huge. I call them the Louisiana State Saints. You know what I'm saying? That's new team, baby. NFL, LSU, that's it. Uh, it's a huge, for one, it, it's something that you can only fathom as a kid growing up. Like, when the Saints signed me, it was just this magical, surreal moment. And then the time that they did it, and even before that, playing for LSU, I can remember seeing images of, the fighting tigers on bags of zap chips in the store growing up in the hood to actually play for the team. So it's, it's a, it's a dream come true, but most importantly, Gus guys go much harder for their hometown. And I think that's the intelligent thing that, uh, Dennis Allen and, and, and talking to Mickey Loomis and, and talking to, to Jeff Island, just everybody that deals with, you know, bringing in the personnel, I think that was the thing. Let's let's not only bring in good guys. That's one thing Coach Allen said. Yeah, it's great that Tyron is from here, but mm-hmm. he's one of our better safeties in the league. So not only did they go get Pro Bowl talent, uh, skilled players to come in, but they got some guys from home where this has much more meaning than, than just someone who comes in from, let's say, Texas or Indiana right. or even California. No doubt. And I think one of the other aspects of it, too, Dennis Allen said this weekend, look, all that is great, right? Impact in the community. Um, and, and you've seen the highlights and what they did when they wore the purple and gold. But Marlon, he also did say over the weekend, he still thinks these guys can play. You got a five time Pro Bowl receiver in Jarvis Landry adding to that receiving room. And, and you have a guy in Tyron Matthew that I think, especially in this defense, you can you can use his attributes and skill levels. I still think he can make plays, right? He's not being asked to be the best defensive player in this team. You got guys up front that I think are going to rush the passer. You got two solid corners. He he essentially just has to go find the football and sniff it out and do what he does best, huh? Yeah, but you know what? No one's talking about. Well, at least not to me. Mm-hmm. Tyron mentioned this a number of times, but wasn't allowed at Kansas City. Tyron can get back down on punt return too, and, and, and that's one thing. I mean, he was he was very close to breaking Skylar Green's four touchdowns to the house. Uh, so you know, you you look at it from that perspective, and you think to yourself, man, this team really did get better on all three levels. Mm-hmm. That 2011 season, people people forget what Tyron did in the special teams game. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that he has a niche for the ball. He, he constantly creates turnovers, uh, whether through the air or, or, or through forced fumbles. But this is a guy that could contribute in another area we, we need, and that's in the return game. Now, he hadn't done it in so long, but let me tell you something. This is a football player. And then mm-hmm. we talk about Jarvis Landry. Um, what he did, not only at Lusher, the records he broke, but – that combination between him and Odell Beckham, and you see what he can do with, or, you know, with an organized team. So those are two key impact guys that you bring on to this team. But I look at two other positions as well, uh, guys that came in uh, through the draft. You look at Chris Olu- uh, Olivier 
And then you also, um, you, you look at, um, uh, uh, his first name, Taylor from, from Tennessee. Alante. Uh, we, 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 Alante. Sorry, Alante, <laughs> if you listen to it. Hello, brother. I didn't mean to do that. Alante. These are good skill players that we have on this team now, both rookie and veteran. So, uh, hey, they, they may have a few question marks. Maybe can T. Warner really fill that, 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 that role that, uh, Quan Alexander did for us. Uh, can we depend on the, the young rookie coming in from, from, uh, Jackson coming in from, from, um, Air Force to make some impact to rotate in on that front line? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at the tight end position. So you look at that and then, and then there's Alvin Kamara. We got to still see what's going on with him and, you know, how healthy Jameis could be. But I mean, d- defensively and just as a support, this team is lights out. I think one of the things as well, that I, I think matters is not only leadership, but to have guys that kind of have uh, the same focus, right? And, and it comes from the head coach. And I loved hearing this from Dennis Allen over the weekend. Obviously. Well, certainly that's always been our mindset here. You know, um, our mindset has been uh, to, to win and to win now. And, and certainly we feel like we've got a roster that, that we're capable of winning. And, uh, and we're going to look to do anything we can to, to uh, help improve that roster to give us the best chance to do that. And when you talk about the two guys that we're talking about in specific, whether it's B. Tyran and also, you know, with with Jarvis, it's th- those guys aren't picking this team. Look, it's nice to play at home. It's nice to do all those things, but they're looking for a place to to win and and, and win it all, right, Marlon? So, can we look at them choosing to play here in New Orleans as also? an indication of the kind of talent that they think this team may have. Absolutely, Gus. Listen to me, man. If this was, and this is no offense, if this was 2005 or if this was like maybe the Saints team from, when was that, a few years ago, it was like D-Rob Terrible. Them guys probably wouldn't have been interested, you know, back when Drew Brees first started to see that arm fade away and, you know, we, we were so close but so far I don't think this team would have looked as attractive. But when you look at – that's what guys do in free agency. They, they A, go go to a place or look at going to a place where they feel like their skill sets could be used to the full ability, right? And then the second thing that they look at is, can that team win? Like, can if I go here, could I be a cont- – it's not about the money, you know. And trust me, at this point, these guys were mentioning and saw so many M's, sound like gospel hymns. Hello, somebody. Right, but at the very end of the day, at the very end of the day, they want to win, and this is this isn't the Philadelphia team from 2011 that I, that I was on after the lockout. We had Namdi Asamoah, we had Trent Cole, we had Vince Young and um, uh, uh, Michael Vick. We had so much talent on that team, Asante Samuel, but the team lacked chemistry, mm-hmm. um, and the team lacked lacked the ability to to actually pull it all together. So that superstar roster ended up being an average team. I don't think that's what this is here. You, you look at a defense that before you started adding on rookies and adding on guys in free agency, this was already a defense that 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 was that was playing balls out with the guys that they drafted. This was already an offense um, that has great leadership, uh, and, and, and not only in the playing position, but you know you look at guys like Coach Carmichael and his ability to. To, uh, to to draw up some some really good plays and be an excellent offensive coordinator. So I look at those aspects of of this team, and it, and it makes me believe more and more. Mm-hmm. As good as the Dallas Cowboys look over there, there it is. The Saints is just as good in the NFC. You heard wow. that, Marlon? There it is. You heard that? Even no, Marlon's I'm with you, man. I, I look. I, I, I again. I just I'm just looking at, <laughs> and I understand Marlon stuffs on paper. And you got to go out there on the field and prove it and do all those things. And it could be injuries and it can do all this in suspense. I, I understand that. But on paper, dude, the Saints are one of the more talented teams in the NFC. I just don't see how you don't see that, you know, and I don't mean you just in general. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just looking at it. And, I mean, it. they have the potential to be a really explosive offense, at the very least get a first down. They struggled to get first downs last year at Marlin. I mean, yeah, they yeah. couldn't get a first down. I <laughs> Gus, the idea is to have really good routes ran 20 yards plus and some really good routes ran that right around that 10-yard mark. 
There and you is. have the weapons for that. You there have it, Gus. This is an offense that's explosive, brother. Yeah, it, it, it's bottom line, as I said this. Look, and I, I know it's more complicated than that, but really, when we watch Drew Brees and this offense – Really humming along when you had, you know, Devery and you had Colston, you had Meacham and you had the backs that you had. It was about matchups and one on one. And Drew Brees was good at finding the one on one matchup. You can't double everybody. So, it, it, and Jameis is smart enough to understand that. And, and that's, that's the coaching and that's the concept and that's the game planning, right? I mean, that's what you're doing during the week. You're going to sit there and go, okay, during these plays and during these plans, during these times of the games, we're going to be trying to put this matchup on. And again, to your point, it's literally playing pitch and catch for Jameis. Just find who that guy is, find the weakness or the spot in the defense that um that should be there and just deliver the football. I mean, I I, I just – it's not that complicated, I think. It's, the complication is going to become to, for opposing teams on defense to challenge your players to win on one on in your one on one. It's not too much zoning you can do because Jameis is at a level and even working under Drew Brees the last few years, he's going to pick apart those zones. So it's going to boil down to your your players winning their one on one battles. That's yeah. going to be the challenge. Because if we double Michael Thomas, what you going to do with Jarvis Landry? If we double Jarvis Landry, what you going to do with Olivier and, and Michael Thomas? And in all fails, what you going to do with AK? 41 coming out the backfield. Yeah. There's too many weapons and yeah. too many different areas for this team. And, and, and the way that how complex this offense is and, you know, just the different thick, thickness of, of, of play combinations that, that Coach T. Mac Michael had over the years, it's going to get ugly. It, it's really going to get ugly. Two things. This team has to stay healthy and they have to keep their chemistry intact. That's the only two things yep. that can bite this team in the tail. I hear you. Two things. In his injuries and chemistry. <laughs> that is very true. Marlon favorite at Big Fade 504 is the way to follow him over on Twitter. And of course, go check out that song. I love that song. Hello, somebody. Yep. Always little hello, somebody is always good. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon. Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, try to hold back them tears. You know what? Don't. Good. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow, man. Tears of joy. I'm proud of him, man. I'm That's proud crazy, of him. That's crazy, man. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Congrats. One, one of three, huh? One, one of three. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate it, buddy. Y'all have a blessing, fellas. Hello, somebody. Yep, for sure. Christian Clark next on ESPN New Orleans. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. 
Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. We'll open up the phone lines after this segment with Mr. Christian Clark. Covers your New Orleans Pelicans for the Advocates and the Picayune. Christian, how are you this afternoon? Hey, man. I'm, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. You uh, saw Patrick Beverly this morning, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, can you imagine one of your biggest haters just going on a, a TV show like the morning after your downfall? Not just a TV oh. show, multiple television I mean, shows. I mean, this might be one of my favorite ones. That Not about that. CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA know that. Guard, everybody can't know guard that. Anybody. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cone. Stop playing, man. Everybody that knows right. that. Everyone knows that. Dude, uh, it is open season. Did you know that that many people did not like Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Phoenix Suns this morning? Actually, I, I think I did have a pretty good sense of that. I mean, Chris Paul is an extremely aggravating person, man. I mean, I think just the stuff we saw against Jose, yeah. you know, accidentally kicking him, you know, where, mm-hmm. accidentally, or not accidentally, but throwing the elbow, chipping his teeth, like, that stuff happens pretty frequently. I mean, that's just kind of who Chris Paul is. Yeah, I think it's interesting to sort of see the way um – I guess people have reacted to that today. I, I'm, I'm still in shock, to be honest with you, Christian. I, I mean, Devin Booker went 0 for 8 combined in the last two games. Um, from three, I, I, that just doesn't make any sense to me, right? I mean, when you think about that, and we watched Chris Paul go 14 to 14 here against the Pelicans, and that team just absolutely, they, they didn't, they, they looked terrible in those games in Dallas, and they looked terrible last night, I just were you surprised by the way they they got spanked that way? I mean, absolutely. I, I thought they would win Game Seven. To be honest, I mean, look, I think Chris Paul at his age, it's hard for him to be great every single night. I think they're just going to be some some lemons mixed in there. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought like, well, yeah, he'll get up for Game Seven. And like the Devin Booker stuff, I think is even more shocking than than the Chris Paul stuff to me because it's like. Like what's your excuse? You're you're smack dab in the prime of your career. I mean, you're you're a, a MVP candidate and rightfully so this year. Right. I mean, I just I don't understand what happened there. And and the Aiden stuff seemed really weird. Like uh, we didn't get the full story publicly, but it, it seemed like something happened behind the scenes there. I mean, we know you know they they weren't able to to figure out an extension with him, but yeah, the vibes did not seem good. Yeah, I was surprised. I saw some people this morning kind of going into that, and then Monty Williams yesterday saying it was internal. I, I didn't realize that as well, but Christian, at least that, that would kind of go into explaining what, what we saw. I mean, it, it, that, that team just, I don't know, man. It, it was weird. It was just really weird to see that. At the same time, Christian, if, if the Pels would have beaten the Suns, they would have faced a Mavericks team that we saw in the series. Man, that there's two things that stand out to me when I see them play. Size and three-point shooting. I mean, they, they they got guys that can shoot threes all over the place, 6'10", 6'11", and then you add Luca with his size that can do that as well. That That's a difficult team, whoever's going to play them, and now obviously it'll be the Warriors, but they're a big team, and I thought their size affected Phoenix's backcourt. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, definitely. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of guys in there, you know, role players who are pretty good just playing Luca ball. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson is – a great guard to pair next to Luka Doncic, and they just have a lot of wings, you know, with size, as you said, who can knock down three-point shots. I mean, that was a great trade for them getting out of the Kristaps Porzingis business and just cutting bait on that. Um, and, you know, I mean, like Luka Doncic, I mean, I think clearly one of the five best players in the sport. I mean, I think, you know, my take after watching these playoffs so far, I got, I got like, I was just starting a team from scratch and wanted one guy to win a championship with. I think I would take Giannis number one, and I, I think mm-hmm. I might take Luca number two. I mean, the guy is just absolutely ridiculous. Twenty-seven points at halftime last night. The Suns had twenty-seven as a team. Yeah. It's incredible when you look at it from that perspective. And obviously, they'll now face a Warriors team starting on Wednesday night. Golden State a five-point favorite there, but you know, even in their losses against Memphis, same thing with, with Golden State. That it, it was odd. It was almost like either they weren't disinterested, or if those shots don't fall. They're in trouble, but if they do, I think they can compete. It should be an interesting, I think, 
six, seven games minimal, huh? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a, a a long series for sure. I mean, who who's the Warriors' best option to throw on Luca? You know, because I mean, if this was a couple of years ago, obviously, well, you'd say Clay Clay will start the game on him. Yeah, I mean, I, like I mean, we'll see about Gary Payton's seconds availability, but like you know, it, it's not like he's like a guy you can probably play like 32 minutes a game or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know you know, what they're going to do to try to and slow down Luka. I mean, I don't think there's, a, like, a lot of teams that probably have a player on their <laughs> squad that can slow down Luka, oh, so. man, it's incredible, though, when you look at it from that perspective. Defense, because, um, you know, Christian, he he was doing that against Phoenix's, you know, they're Herb Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mikhail, yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's an argument that Mikhail Bridges is, like, you know, the best def- – best perimeter defender in the sport you know like there are people who wanted to vote him defensive player of the year i mean he's he's an incredible defender yeah um i don't i don't know man i mean lucas man the strength is crazy i mean like i mean obviously like he can you know hit a step back three from like 28 feet out that's just like a rainbow and it's like i mean how did you just do that but like he also will just like put you on his body and get inside and shoot these little fadeaways i mean great at getting to the line I mean, he is extremely strong and physical and, like, knows how to use his weight and draw fouls, too. Speaking with Christian Clark, covers the Pelicans for the Advocates and the Picayune. Jordan, tomorrow we know who's going to represent the Pelicans for, uh, I guess, the the drawing and also going to be on stage. Who is it? Yeah, David Griffin will be representing the team in the drawing room. That was a few years ago when you saw Alvin Gentry, Gentry yeah. when he got up started screaming. Yeah. That's where <laughs> David Griffin will be, and uh-huh. Swin Cash will be representing the team on the stage tomorrow for the draft lottery. We had you on the show last week, Christian, and you wrote about it the following day about uh, the chances in, in in the lottery and things like that we'll see tomorrow. Uh, you, you still feel good at the Pels? Maybe can get one through four, you think, tomorrow? What's your vibe feeling like? Oh man! Uh, I mean, if you just look at the the straight odds, they got twenty six point three percent chance of of landing up or jumping up to the top four. Um, I mean, look, that's just, coming off the season they had. Like that, you got to feel really good about that. Um, you know, I think if they do get up there, um, they would have some really interesting decisions to make. I mean, I wrote last, last week that if they, you know, somehow like lucked into the number one pick. I think I would I would want to take Jabari Smith Jr. I mean I know that's a guy whom they really really like. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see if they if they got like three or four like what do you do like do you take a Paulo Banchero do you, do you take a Jaden Ivy do you, do you trade it I mean I don't I don't know um, but I'll tell you this too I mean the two most likely scenarios are eight or nine I mean I think there's like if you add that up there's like a two thirds of a chance they get either one of those picks. I, th- I think they like a lot of guys in that range. Like, I think last year, what at least contributed them to, to trading back, and look, they're trying to shed some bad salaries, but they sure. traded back from 10 to 17. They didn't They didn't love guys at 10. Like, they felt like, well, we can get, like, a guy, you know, with, with 10-type talent at 17. They drafted Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy, of course. Like, if they stay at 8 or 9, I would, I would expect them to hold on to that one. I think they like some guys in that range. I agree with you on that. One of the reasons I wanted you on here as well, sir, yesterday you dropped a piece about that rookie extension that will be offered to Zion. July 1st is when that window and everything can start there. It was an interesting piece, and I love the comments back and forth with it here as well. We kind of know the numbers. There's some, I guess maybe, I wouldn't even call it stipulations, but do, do you think this is as easy as it should be or can be, or do you think this will be more difficult than than many people feel? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy because, like, I mean, like, the Memphis Grizzlies and John Moran, that's easy. It's like, boom, on day one, it's like, we're going to give you as much money for as many years as possible, and Ja just signs the paper, you know? Like, I think Zion, obviously, he has that type of talent. I mean, I mean, the guy last season uh, averaged more points in the paint than anyone's Shaquille O'Neal in, in 99-2000 season. Like, there's no question of talent, just is the body going to hold up? Is he going to commit to getting in shape? Um, and so, you know, I would, I would just, like, I, I think, like, the bead contract from 2017 is the closest precedent 
to to what the Pelicans are going through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bede got a really nice contract. I mean, like even in the worst case scenario, he would have walked away with like ninety eight million from that contract. Um, and I think two others to keep in mind are, are Jonathan Isaac with the Magic. Um, you know, the last year of his extension is, is not guaranteed at all. And then Michael Porter Jr. with the Nuggets, he signed a five year extension. And the first four years are fully guaranteed, but the, the fifth year, only $12 million of, I think, this 39 were fully guaranteed. Hmm. So those are just like the precedent that, that I would keep in mind as they enter this negotiation. Do, do you think if David Griffin and Appels go that route, they may take it as disrespectful or not fully invested in them? And, and do you think there could be a possibility where they go, you know what, we're just going to play out this year and... We'll see what happens the following year. Oh, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm Zion on his side, like I'm very motivated to just get that payday this summer. And like, I mean, if if the outcome was like they got a, a similar contract to the the contract that Embiid got in yep. 2017, like I feel like that would be a great outcome because at the bare minimum, bare minimum, like worst case scenario, you know, if you get that one, you're walking away with a hundred million dollars guaranteed. I mean, that's that's enough to make your great grandkids rich. Um, but I, I think Zion's side, and they're going to be very motivated to get something done. I mean, you know, I, I would, I would expect them to, to get an extension done. I mean, maybe, maybe it takes some time. I mean, maybe there's, they're not totally on the same page at the start, but I think they'll, both sides will figure out a way to, to get something done this summer. If you want to go find out the rest of what uh, Christian was writing, go ahead and check it out over there. At the Advocate and the Picayune, NOLA.com. And of course, you can go check them out over on Twitter at CClark underscore one three. Eastern Conference and Western Conference final start tomorrow and Wednesday. Who you like, Boston or Miami? Uh, I like Boston. I think Boston's going to win the title. Okay. And Mavs and Warriors? Uh, give me the Mavs. Give me the Mavs and seven. Ooh, Mavs and seven. I love it. Christian, thank you for your time today, bud. Hey, of course. It's always fun to uh, be on the show. Always a pleasure. Say bye, Jordan. <laughs> See you later, Christian. There he is. He's, he's the graduate now, by the way. He's no longer the intern, Christian. <laughs> Jordan, the graduate. I can't believe he walked across the stage on I know, and I didn't trip. Were you nervous? Did you think you no. would trip? No. no. Did you feel like you floated over the stage? Floated? It? Yeah. I don't know about floated. Okay. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. It's for you. You ready to get started? Come on, I'm always ready. What are you guys doing? Getting ready to make a radio ad. Oh, okay. Let me hear it when you're done. It's good to be back. Three, two, one. I'm Bobby Ramsey, and today I'm proud to announce that my brother Wes has returned from his adventures to become the head of jewelry services at Ramsey's. Returned from my adventures? What am I supposed to say to something like that? Wes is a graduate of the Gemological Institute of America. And I spent 15 years learning fine jewelry design from my grandfather, Bob Ramsey, and my father, Robert. Wes is taking charge of jewelry manufacturing and jewelry repair and all the other wonderful services offered by Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. I look forward to seeing you when you come in. Are we done? No, we're waiting on that guy that tells people how to get here. You mean that guy that sounds like Tony the Tiger? Here he comes. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End and Metairie. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. 
That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. During the break, we're watching, I guess, coverage, essentially. Monty Williams and the Suns doing their end-of-the-season presser. Gerald Burgett covers the Suns for Phoenix Sports. He's the lead Suns writer over there. And he just tweeted Monty Williams about minute and a half response when he asked about some of the Suns' younger core guys and the need to improve when defense is keying on Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And... Uh, it's almost two minutes, so I'll just kind of tell you about it. But he mentioned Mikhail Bridges, Jordan, Cam Johnson, Landry Shamit, um, but he left out a, a, a pretty important name. Da. DeAndre Ayton. I <laughs> we got Woj right now on the NBA Today speaking about obviously the where where's the relationship? It, like, look. And I'm only saying this because, again, I understand it's paper or, you know, it's hope as to what happens next year. But how nice is this where we are right now in New Orleans? Like, we know the angst and all this from other teams, whether, but we don't have that finally this offseason, right? Like, the, the discussion and why I brought Christian on too, and you can read his full column on it, is just, you know, it's, how they're going to go about the contract extension, but we're we're no longer, at least I don't think. Does he want to be? Here. He cleared it up. Okay, we're we're no longer. Can this team build a team around him? Are they good enough? Are they moving? Like we're that's not where the New Orleans Pelicans are. No, and I think it would be a horrible mistake if Zion did come out and say that, and he didn't sign. So well, I feel like he would almost be digging his own grave. And, so. and again, look, they may – July 1st is when you can officially sign it. If anyone thinks that the team and, and their representatives haven't spoken about this right. already, I mean, that's – I mean, you can pick up the phone, you know, and all those different things. And I know you can sit there and say, well, you're not supposed to do that. Um, I don't think it, it – it, you're prevented from, you know, right before the game – Game five or six or whatever, and you're sitting there, or you're at practice, and you're talking to him or representatives or whatever. So it, it's kind of like I said this before. For the most part, you have an idea when you talk to players, you know, as to what they're doing. I mean, Dennis Allen said it too. While we didn't get the leaks or to get the report, he said he was always in constant communication with Jameis Winston, even when they went after Deshaun Watson, and he, he explained it. So, I mean, people talk, coaches and players talk, and things of that nature, but. It's nice, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. Here's a team that won 64 games. Whether it was Johnson, whether it was Nash, like you, you, you had so many, I mean, incredible players on that team. The most wins ever by a Phoenix franchise was this year. And you saw what happened to them. It wasn't just they missed the shot. Something happened in that locker room that threw them off. I mean, DeAndre Ayton couldn't miss against the Pelicans. He was kind of vital. He was kind of important, right? Chris Paul couldn't miss. Devin Booker didn't hit a three in games six and seven combined. Think about that. Ayton didn't play in the minutes that apparently he thought he should have played. Monty Williams didn't even mention him in players that need to get better for next year and and key on defense. Must be nice. Isn't it nice? Saints don't even have to worry about that. So... Anyway, or, or the Pels. Both teams have interesting futures. Jordan, thanks for your help today. Oh, no problem. Glad to finally be back. Yes, the graduate. Buddy, thank you as always. Matt Muscone, and after further review, is up next. You've been listening to the Sports Hangover, your home for Pelicans basketball.